Section nine of the Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume nine. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume nine, by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton. Night 905 Now when it was the 905th night, she pursued, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that the fourth wazir arose, and said, Verily, and the king be a man of understanding, a frequenter of the gates of wisdom, first in science, government, and policy, and eke upright in purpose and just to his subjects, honouring those to whom honour is due, revering those who are dying of reverence, tempering puissance with using clemency when as it behoveth, and protecting both governors and governed, lightening all burthens for them, and bestowing largesse on them, sparing their blood, and covering their shame, and keeping his troth with them. Such a king, I say, is worthy of felicity, both present and future, worldly and otherworldly, and this is of that which protecteth him from ill-will, and helpeth him to the establishing of his kingdom, and the victory over his enemies, and the winning of his wish, together with increase of Allah's bounty to him, and his favouring him for his praise of him, and the attainment of his protection. But, an the king be the contrary of this, he never ceaseth from misfortunes and calamities, he, and the people of his realm, for that his oppression embraceth both stranger far and kinsman near, and there cometh to pass with him that which befell the unjust king with the pilgrim prince. King Jeliad asked, And how was that? And the wazir answered, Hear, O king, the tale of the unjust king and the pilgrim prince. There was once in Mauritania land a king, who exceeded in his rule, a tyrant, violent, and over-severe, who had no respect for the welfare or protection of his lieges, nor of those who entered his realm. And from every one who came within his kingdom, his officers took four-fifths of his monies, leaving him one-fifth, and no more. Now Allah Almighty decreed that he should have a son, who was fortunate and God-favoured, and seeing the pomps and vanities of this world to be transient as they are unrighteous, renounced them in his youth, and rejected the world, and that which is therein, and fared forth, serving the Most High, wandering pilgrim-wise over wolds and wastes, and by times entering towns and cities. One day he came to his father's capital, and the guards laid hands on him and searched him, but found naught upon him save two gowns, one new and the other old. So they stripped the new one from him, and left him the old, after they had entreated him with contumely and contempt. Whereat he complained and said, Woe to you, O ye oppressors! I am a poor man and a pilgrim, and what shall this gown by any means profit you? Except ye restore it to me, I will go to the king, and make complaint to him of you. They replied, We act thus by the king's command, so do what seemeth good to thee. 
accordingly he betook himself to the king's palace and would have entered but the chamberlains denied him admittance and he turned away saying to himself there is nothing for me except to watch till he cometh out and complain to him of my case and that which hath befallen me and whilst he waited behold he heard one of the guards announce the king's faring forth whereupon he crept up little by little till he stood before the gate and presently when the king came out he threw himself in his way and after blessing him and wishing him weal he made his complaint to him informing him how scurvily he had been entreated by the gatekeepers lastly he gave him to know that he was a man of the people of allah who had rejected the world seeking acceptance of allah and who went wandering over earth and entering every city and hamlet whilst all the folk he met gave him arms according to their competence i entered thy city continued he hoping that the folk would deal kindly and graciously with me as with others of my condition but thy followers stopped me and stripped me of one of my gowns and loaded me with blows wherefore do thou look into my case and take me by the hand and get me back my gown and i will not abide in thy city an hour quoth the unjust king who directed thee to enter this city unknowing the custom of its king and quoth the pilgrim give me back my gown and do with me what thou wilt now when the king heard this his temper changed for the worse and he said o fool we stripped thee of thy gown so that thou mightest humble thyself to us but since thou makest this clamour i will strip thy soul from thee then he commanded to cast him into jail where he began to repent of having answered the king and reproached himself for not having left him the gown and saved his life when it was the middle of the night he rose to his feet and prayed long and prayerfully saying o allah thou art the righteous judge thou knowest my case and that which hath befallen me with this tyrannical king and i thine oppressed servant beseech thee of the abundance of thy mercy to deliver me from the hand of this unjust ruler and send down on him thy vengeance for thou art not unmindful of the unright of every oppressor wherefore if thou know that he hath wronged me loose on him thy vengeance this night and send down on him thy punishment for thy rule is just and thou art the helper of every mourner o thou to whom belong the power and the glory to the end of time when the jailer heard the prayer of the poor prisoner he trembled in every limb and behold a fire suddenly broke out in the king's palace and consumed it and all that were therein even to the door of the prison and none was spared but the jailer and the pilgrim now when the jailer saw this he knew that it had not befallen save because of the pilgrim's prayer so he loosed him and fleeing with him forth of the burning betook himself he and the king's son to another city so was the unjust king consumed he and all his city by reason of his injustice and he lost the goods both of this world and the next world as for us o auspicious king 
continued the wazir, we neither lie down nor rise up without praying for thee, and thanking Allah the Most High for his grace in giving thee to us, tranquil in reliance on thy justice and the excellence of thy governance. And sore indeed was our care for thy lack of a son to inherit thy kingdom, fearing lest after thee there betide us a king unlike thee. But now the Almighty hath bestowed his favours upon us, and done away our concern, and brought us gladness in the birth of this blessed child, wherefore we beseech the Lord to make him a worthy successor to thee, and endow him with glory and felicity enduring and good abiding. Then rose the fifth wazir, and said, Blessed be the Most High! And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. End of Night 905 Night 906 Now when it was the 906th night, she resumed, It hath reached me, auspicious king, that the fifth wazir said, Blessed be the Most High, giver of all good gifts, and grace is the most precious. But to continue, we are well assured that Allah favoureth whoso are thankful to him, and mindful of his faith. And thou, O auspicious king, art far famed for these illustrious virtues, and for justice and equitable dealing between subject and subject, and in that which is acceptable to Allah Almighty. By reason of this hath the Lord exalted thy dignity, and prospered thy days, and bestowed on thee the good gift of this august child, after despair, wherefrom there hath betided us gladness abiding, and joys which may not be cut off. For we before this were in exceeding cark and passing care, because of thy lack of issue, and full of concern bethinking us all of thy justice and gentle dealing with us, and fearful lest Allah decree death to thee, and there be none to succeed thee and inherit the kingdom after thee. And so we be divided in our counsels, and dissensions arise between us, and there befall us what befell the crows. Asked the king, And what befell the crows? And the wazir answered, saying, Hear, O auspicious king, the tale of the crows and the hawk. There was once, in a certain desert, a spacious wadi, full of rills and trees and fruits, and birds singing the praises of Allah the One of all might, creator of day and night, and among them was a troop of crows which led the happiest of lives. Now they were under the sway and government of a crow who ruled them with mildness and benignity, so that they were with him in peace and contentment, and by reason of their wisely ordering their affairs, none of the other birds could avail against them. Presently it chanced that there befell their chief the doom irrevocably appointed to all creatures, and he departed life, whereupon the others mourned for him with sore mourning, and what added to their grief was that there abided not amongst them, like him, one who should fill his place. So they all assembled, and took counsel together, concerning whom it befitted for his goodness and piety to set over them. And when a party of them chose one crow, saying, 
it beseemeth that this be king over us, while others objected to him, and would none of him. And thus there arose division and dissension amidst them, and the strife of excitement waxed hot between them. At last they agreed amongst themselves, and consented to sleep the night upon it, and that none should go forth at dawn the next day to seek his living, but that all must wait till high morning, when they should gather together all in one place. Then, said they, we will all take flight at once, and whichsoever shall soar above the rest in his flying, he shall be accepted of us as ruler, and be made king over us. The fancy pleased them, so they made covenant together, and did as they had agreed, and took flight all, but each of them deemed himself higher than his fellow. Wherefore quoth this one, I am highest, and that one, Nay, that am I. Then said the lowest of them, Look up all of you, and whomsoever you find the highest of you, let him be your chief. So they raised their eyes, and seeing the hawk soaring over all of them, said each to the other, We agreed that which bird soever should be the highest of us, we will make king over us. And behold, the hawk is the highest of us. What say ye to him? And they all cried out, We accept of him. Accordingly, they summoned the hawk and said to him, O father of good, we have chosen thee ruler over us, that thou mayst look into our affair. The hawk consented, saying, Inshallah, ye shall win of me a bounding wheel. So they rejoiced and made him their king. But after a while he fell to taking a company of them every day, and betaking himself with them afar off to one of the caves, where he struck them down, and eating their eyes and brains, threw their bodies into the river. And he ceased not doing on this wise, it being his intent to destroy them all, till, seeing their number daily diminishing, the crows flocked to him and said, O our king, we complain to thee, because from the date we made thee sovereign and ruler over us, we are in the sorriest case, and every day a company of us is missing, and we know not the reason of this, more by token that the most part thereof are the high in rank, and of those in attendance on thee. We must now look after our own safety. Thereupon the hawk waxed wroth with them, and said to them, Verily, ye are the murderers, and ye forestall me with accusation. So saying, he pounced upon them, and tearing to pieces half a score of their chiefs in front of the rest, threatened them, and drave them out sorely cuffed and beaten from before him. Hereat they repented them of that which they had done, and said, We have known no good since the death of our first king especially in the deed of this stranger in kind. But we deserve our sufferings, even had he destroyed us one by one to the last of us. And there is, exemplified in us, the saying of him that saith, Whoso submitteth him not to the rule of his own folk, the foe hath dominion over him of his folly. And now there is nothing for it but to flee for our lives, else we shall perish. 
so they took flight and dispersed to various places and we also o king continued the wazir feared lest the like of this befall us and there become ruler over us a king other than thyself but allah hath vouchsafed us this boon and sent us this blessed child and now we are assured of peace and union and security and prosperity in our motherland so lord it be almighty allah and to him be praise and thanks and goodly gratitude and may he bless the king and us all his subjects and vouchsafe unto us and him the acme of felicity and make his lifetide happy and his endeavour constant then arose the sixth wazir and said allah favour thee with all felicity o king in this world and in the next world verily the ancients have left us this saying whoso prayeth and fasteth and giveth parents their due and is just in his rule meeteth his lord and he is well pleased with him thou hast been set over us and hast ruled us justly and thine every step in this hath been blessed wherefore we beseech allah almighty to make great thy reward eternal and requite thee thy beneficence i have heard what this wise man hath said respecting our fear for the loss of our prosperity by reason of the death of the king or the advent of another who should not be his parallel and how after him dissensions would be rife among us and calamity betide from our division and how it behoved us therefore to be instant in prayer to allah the most high so haply he might vouchsafe the king a happy son to inherit the kingdom after him but after all the issue of that which a man desireth of mundane goods and wherefore he lusteth is unknown to him and consequently it behoveth a mortal to ask not of his lord a thing whose end he wotteth not for that haply the hurt of that thing is nearer to him than its gain and his destruction may be in that which he seeketh and there befall him what befell the serpent charmer his wife and children and the folk of his house and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say end of night nine hundred and six